On today's episode, we'll be discussing Disney's situational comedy, Sydney to the Max, Season 2, Episode 16. The pitch of the show, three generations are under one roof as an outgoing middle school student, Sydney Reynolds, lives with her single dad, Max, and progressive grandmother, Judy. Living in the house where her father grew up, Sydney's preteen pursuits begin to expand and broaden with unexpected and hilarious twists. Grandma's razor-sharp memory and wit remind Max that Sydney's antics are mirrored by his and his friends Leo's antics when he was a kid. Set in present day with flashbacks to the early 1990s, both segments show Sydney and Max getting into similar situations. Is that an accurate description of what you watched? Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, definitely all the characters seem to fit that narrative. Sydney is a musician, and she wants to go to a music camp over the summer. Well, the dad wants her to stay at home, and he doesn't know that she is interested in going to this music camp that the grandma basically told him, uh, told her about. And Judy. Yeah, Judy. And Judy tells Sydney that this camp is run with a ton of different celebrities, um, that actually helps kids with with music, like and famous celebrities or yeah, made like famous up celebrities. Uh, no, like they uh, reference Lady Gaga in this. Lady Gaga is gonna go spend time at a middle school summer camp. Yes, that's what they said. Okay, over the summer and uh, so she, Sydney doesn't want to tell Max that that's straight up that she wants to go to summer camp. She wants to subliminally put it through her music so the dad like is kind of gets the message. But the dad has a hard time understanding the message when she actually does because the dad twists it. What does she play? She plays a song that she made up. I mean, that, like on what instrument? Uh, it was guitar. Oh, okay. So she's a guitarist. Yeah. Well, I think that she knows how to play a couple different instruments, if I had to guess about the show. But the dad ends up getting the wrong message thinking that it's the fact that uh, Sydney doesn't want to spend a lot of time with Olivia, who is Sydney's best friend and wants to spend more time on her music until finally Sydney... I uh, thought her best friend's name was Olive. Olive, sorry, that's what it is. And uh, until Sydney ends up accidentally putting, like, on mic that she didn't want to uh, perform at the cafe and wanted to go to uh, this music camp. All right, what's the other storyline? The other storyline deals with the dad when he was younger, Max and Leo, and how Max didn't want to go to camp. But his mom was saying, like, that it would be really fun and that with Leo and Max, they would be able to go to camp and, like, have a lot of fun. So what Leo and the mom do is they set up, like, a camp in the backyard and uh, make Max kind of come out. And it kind of changes Max's mind about going to camp. Okay, and And how does the episode resolve these two storylines? The episode resolves itself by uh, the father basically apologizing to Sydney for not realizing sooner that she wanted to go to camp and didn't really want to spend the whole entire time at summer, and they kind of make up. And then it shows that Max um, was really afraid about being homesick. This is the past storyline. He was really afraid about being homesick uh, by going to camp, but the mom promises that if he does feel homesick, she will never try and make him go to camp again, but that it would be good for him to go out and kind of, you know, meet new people. And that's how it ends. All right. I mean, it sounds like you're taking this a little too seriously at the synopsis point of this. This is kind of a joking one we're doing here. It's a Disney oh, comedy. Oh, no, believe me. I know that this was a joking one. All right. 
Okay. Well, first of all, let me just ask you some questions about this. Yeah. This show has already been renewed for another season. Oh, okay. A third season. So do you see it as a long-standing Disney stable point from now on? Like, could this show be one that you hear about this kid becoming, like, the next Ariana Grande, Miley well, Cyrus? Yeah. The From what I knew about uh, when I used to watch Disney was that whenever they performed songs in the episodes, usually those songs were pretty big hits that Disney would like to play the music video in during commercial breaks or would be kind of popular among like young kids and this one I can see the the song they play in this one is kind of no different like I was pretty I even think I wrote down in my notes that once she was playing the song this is probably like an actual song that they play on Disney all the time so it's like a catchy song yeah all right so kids and Disney shows are usually 100% accurate into real life (laughs) normally so does this maintain that realism or is it a little too gritty. Obviously, Disney Channel shows aren't like 100% accurate, but I would say that like in terms of craziness, this does amp it up to kind of a different level. The fact that the dad would want the kid to play in front of the cafe like every single day uh, the same song over and over again, it, it doesn't, that doesn't make much sense. Does the dad own the cafe? Yes, the dad owns the cafe. Okay, because otherwise it's like, how do you go into a Starbucks and say, my kid's going to be playing here every day of the week? So that's his business, is the cafe. Yeah. All right, is he like a successful coffee maker or something? I mean, there are people in the cafe. <laughs> okay, I mean, that's one sign of success. Um, it, it, this is probably geared toward a younger audience, I'm assuming. Yeah, than... I don't, <laughs> yeah, this isn't Walking Dead audience that we're talking about. Yeah, but compared to like a Nickelodeon show, um, is the humor on a cringe meter goosebumps like uh that's i'm not gonna laugh at that or is there like a slight chuckle that you're getting I, these jokes? yeah i mean it's it's it, most of the time it hits the uh goosebumps type of cringe level but i will say that in terms of when i first saw that this was a disney channel show and i still can't get over the fact that you chose this for me uh i would also say that like there is a part here and there where i was like if i was a dad watching this with my kid I could find the humor in it. Like, it wasn't to the point of, I guess, couldn't watch it anymore and couldn't wait for it to be over. Like Some reviews I've read have actually been from dads who don't like the way that the daughter treats the father. Now, that might not uh, play a part in this episode, but there have been other episodes where I think she's done things where it, the dad character, you would feel sorry for him. I mean, yeah, yeah, maybe in some different episodes I could definitely see that being the case. Yeah, we'll, we'll get into that in a few minutes. Did you know who the Judy character was played by? The grandma? No, I didn't. She was the uh, she played Hilda in Sabrina the Teenage Witch, the nineties oh, version okay. that was so famous. Yeah, yeah. Did did she play herself in both time periods? Or uh, was there someone yeah. recast? No, I, I, I think she played herself in both time periods. Yeah. I'm assuming Max was recast as a yeah, younger well, Max character. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, another thing I read was that uh, what Sydney has a fencing coach at her middle school. That seems utterly outrageous. They didn't show the fencing. fencing that wasn't part of this this all. episode. Yeah, no. yeah, but just to think of that, like as well, an elective. I mean, <laughs> I, yeah, I I think that like there's fencing in like high school in some high schools. High school maybe, but middle school that just seems. Did like they say she's how really rich? Did they say how old Sydney actually was? Like the actress that plays her. No, and I wasn't gonna do too much research on any of the kids because it just felt like that's they're they're too young at this point to really be judging their acting or anything yeah um it, I, my next question was was she spoiled but you've already sort of answered that uh her mother passed away and that's sort of just an underlying uh feature 
that they sometimes go yeah, to. Yeah, I could, I could kind of tell she wasn't in the show, so I was like, yeah, she's probably dead. I was wondering if they mentioned it at all or no. if they paid homage to her at all in the episode. No. Was there any sad moment, or was it kind of... <laughs> I mean, as sad as Disney shows can get. Like, this is... It, it, there wasn't, like, anything, like, too bad in it, but, you know, there was always that point in the episode where the character has to feel bad and then apologize to the other one for maybe just not being straight up with them. So. And who apologized to who? That was Sydney apologizing to the dad at the car f- uh, arcade. Sorry. And at the arcade, what arca- arcade? Well, it shows, like, earlier on in the episode that the, uh, the dad, when he just doesn't want to go to camp at all, uh, runs away to the arcade and then the mom finds him there because she knows he likes to go there and then that's when she makes the promise about the whole entire fact how if he doesn't like camp she will drive over there and pick him up uh, so the dad kind of the older dad goes to the arcade as well so it's like a kind of call back to that I guess did you like the older storyline better the one that took place in the 1990s or did you like the uh, current one in terms of the runtime the current one takes up about 15 minutes so i mean that was the main storyline so i'd say that one was probably more interesting all right well the show has a 6.1 on imdb but when i looked at other shows of similar veins yeah you got zach and cody at 6.5 hannah montana at a 5 wizards of waverly place at a 6.8 <laughs> not reserved deserve 10. <laughs> but it's not reserved to disney like you have iCarly it had a 6.6 uh and I, I just felt like, what kid is rating these so low? I feel like it's probably the parents who are like, I don't like my kid watching Maybe, this. Maybe, but like, I know that something like Drake and Josh has around like a 7.6 on IMDb. So, I mean, that's for real? pretty high. Yeah. That was one of the ones I didn't check. Uh, that might just be the exception to the rule. Maybe. Even things that are coming out nowadays on Netflix, like No Good Nick, has a 5.8. <laughs> and I think just... Well, I mean, you can kind of, we watch No Good Nick, and you can kind of see why that has a 5.8. Yeah. One of the things I kind of like about the show and the jokes that they were using was they reminded me... There were jokes that I would laugh at if I was a kid, and it gave me a good sense of nostalgia because of it. Yeah, the production company has done a bunch of kids' shows. You have Bunked, Bizardvark, Raisin, Raven's Home... Mm-hmm. Coop and Cammy asked the world. I only know about Raven's Home because well, Bizarre Park was the uh, Jake Paul show. The so. Jake Paul show, the yeah. YouTuber. Yeah, the guy oh, who okay. got fired. So, yeah, but I he mean, he got fired from that show. Yeah, that was the whole entire big or did deal. Did the show about get him. canceled? No, they fired him. Oh, okay. But for example, in Cindy to the Max, they have this like what rhymes with orange joke, which just leads to the actors rifling off a ton of words that obviously don't exist. And the joke itself isn't that funny, but it brought me back to kind of like the Drake and Josh days because they did similar types of jokes, in fact, including like jokes with oranges and stuff like that. So jokes with oranges, like so what rhymes with it? So it's like lazy writers who used to be on Drake and Josh. Who well, it's not really lazy writers. I think it's more just kind of the similar characters because uh josh and reagan josh plays guitar, sorry drake and reagan josh plays guitar and then in Sydney of the max it seems like she plays guitar so it's kind of the same thing i'm noticing a theme where a lot of disney and nickelodeon titles have two names in them you have drake and josh you have zach and cody you have sydney and max uh just random fact did you know that zach and cody were paid twenty thousand dollars per episode at the time that they were because of how popular that show was that's a lot of money for kids like that yeah they're rolling in it right now probably um i did want to play a quick game with you uh so there are segments of the stories from just the quick wikipedia synopsises that i was reading for sydney and max right and some of them were so like crazy out there i was wondering if you could choose 
uh, if I gave you, I don't know, three examples, which one was real, or, or sorry, which one was fake out of the three? Okay. Okay, so I'm just gonna read them to you and then you can think them out loud if you want and then decide which one you think is the fake one, all right? All right. Okay, so when young Max accidentally drops his underwear in school, a bully finds it and starts blackmailing him. <laughs> yeah, man, am I supposed to guess if that's fake or not? No, you're supposed to just think about it, like, okay. or ask me questions and you, about and that. And you said, you said two of these three are true, right? Yes, two out of the three are true. You have to choose the fake one. Okay. So do you think it's plausible that they have on this Disney show him dropping his underwear at school and a bully finding it and blackmailing him? blackmailing him for his underwear i i guess like you have to wonder why would a bully find your underwear <laughs> how would he know who it belongs to <laughs> maybe that? it had his name on it maybe yeah maybe it was one of those embarrassing things all right the second one i'm gonna let you think of over the first one young max again dealing with him impresses leo with his poetry and decides to participate in a poetry slam although the audience does not applaud his work Max believes it is only because he is ahead of his time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. And then the third one, uh, Max bugs his daughter's phone. So this is older Max, right? Right. Because he's a helicopter parent. Uh, Sydney finds out, leaves her phone at Olive's house, and then they both go to the concert, Sydney and Olive, which she's not supposed to be doing. Iggy, a p pizza delivery dude, takes her phone accidentally and then Max tracks him down because he's trying to find his daughter. So between I'm, those three, which is I'm the I'm going to go out on a limb and say that they're all true. Wow. It's just I've seen too many YouTube videos that do the same exact thing, so I could kind of see where it was going around that time. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> you caught me. They are all true. That was, that was a good catch. All right, well, then I'll give you one more game because I feel like you sneakily <laughs> beat that one. All right, no, no, that was a good catch. Um, Nickelodeon shows are different than Disney shows, right? Right, yeah. You're more of a fan of Nickelodeon shows, or were when you were a kid. Yeah, when I was older, yeah. Why is that? Because Nickelodeon was more edgy around that time. It's edgier kid shows. Do you think they still have edgy kid shows? I would, yeah, more than Disney, at least. Well, I have four different uh, Nickelodeon shows here, and one of them is fake, and I promise you one of them is fake this time. Okay. But you have to decide which one is fake. And you may have heard of these before, because some of them are from the past. Okay. All right. All right. One of them is called Tyler Perry's Young Dylan. <laughs> it has a 3.3 on IMDb, and it is about an aspiring hip-hop artist who doesn't want to attend his school. All right? Okay. Yeah. The next one is Limps, sorry, Lip Sync Battle Shorties, which was hosted, past tense, by Sarah Hyland, uh, and it was a reality uh, music competition adapted from Lip Sync Battles. Okay. Yeah. Then there's a show that was called Hey Dude. It was filmed in Tucson, Arizona, and it stars a dad in a midlife crisis who buys a ranch and his son and the local teens spend their episodes romping around and hanging out for cheap jokes. Okay, and one of these is, like, actually fake, like, it doesn't yes, exist. one of these is fake. And then there's the last one, 
This show is called Acorn Pants. It's a current running show. It's a cartoon acorn that's blasted to space and stuck on the moon where he meets a group of other dejected objects and goes on adventures with them with the ultimate goal of one day returning home. Okay, that acorn one sounds like a great show, but um, I would, I'll would i say Hey Dude is the one that's fake. Hey Dude was actually one of the first Nickelodeon situational comedies. It came out in like the early 90s, I believe. Oh, okay. And it had the same running trope of a pun that would lead to the intro every time where someone would have a joke played on them and they would look really sad and then it's just a ridiculous ranch comedy. It also has sort of a stereotypical um, Indian character who they kind of, I think he was a Hopi Indian. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so it wouldn't be made today, I don't think. <laughs> also, people have questions as to why the dad moved from New Jersey all the way to Arizona to just buy a ranch. So they never actually answer that? They probably do, but I wasn't going to watch three seasons just to explain it. Anyways, the fake one, do you want to take a second guess? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Tyler, no, I'm just kidding. Tyler Perry's thing was real. Yeah, I, I could kind of tell. Yeah. <laughs> it was Acorn Pants. Acorn Pants? Acorn oh. Pants is a fake series. Oh, we got to get Nickelodeon I'm on pitching, that right now. I'm pitching yeah. it next week, uh, and we're going to see how it turns out. Anyways, getting back to the actual show, um, Sydney to the Max. I said that it was going to go three seasons. Did you like the theme? It's going to go three seasons, or it's going to continue? It may it's it's going to continue. Okay. Um, how did you like the theme music for it? Was it an actual song that someone was, uh, that the girl it, was singing? It was very reminiscent of old school Disney. But yeah, it was a song that girls were singing, and then like it showed like stock images of like the cast. Yeah. And like One of the songwriters, Kay Hanley, she's done a ton of Disney's type work in the past. Um, and not only that, she's been used as a voice actress, like coming in for people who are, are singers on the show, but like who don't actually know how to sing. Yeah. And Josie and the Pussycats, that movie that came out a long time ago. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Okay. She played one of the singer's voices for that. And then she also, I think, has written songs for like Emmy Rossum and such. Oh, so wow. she's had a real crazy career. Yeah, yeah, and I know they did the same type of thing. Obviously it's different, but they did the same type of thing in Bohemian Rhapsody with uh Rami Malek's voice. They had someone actually Oh, really? It wasn't Rami Malek with his monotone like dead <laughs> deadpan Mr. Robot voice singing those? Yeah, well. That would have been quite interesting. <laughs> Just auto-tune it. <laughs> I'm sure it would have been great. Um, I still have I even seen that movie? No, no, I haven't seen yeah, that I movie haven't yet. Seen it. <laughs> yeah. So overall, what would you give this show in comparison to other Disney shows on a scale of one to ten? Uh, it's 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 not really fair for me to like grade this really. That's I, why I'm saying in comparison. I would to say the other in shows. comparison to the other ones, mm -hmm. it's probably the same as them. So I'd say like maybe seven seven and a half around that area. Okay. And did you think that the friends of each of the characters, uh, it was Leo for... Um, Leo for the young Max and, and Olive for Sydney. Do you think that they played a good supporting role? Did they help prop up the main character? Yeah, I mean, Leo was fine. Olive was a little bit much at times. Like, the ending joke is that, like, Olive wants to kind of unravel her hidden talent. and uh, What's her hidden talent? And, well, that's the joke. She pulls out a sock puppet and then names it. And that's the end of the whole entire episode. It cuts the credits. And what I was, was the name of the sock puppet? Uh, Mr. Sockington. Well, that's a funny name. I think she's got a real career ahead of her. 
Um, so she doesn't actually sing, though, in the show. The only singer that they have. Because I feel like with Disney shows, they only cast people who will have a career in music later on or could. Yeah, I know that Nickelodeon did that, too, with Victorious. Uh, but, yeah, no, Cindy's the only one that sings in the episode. Were the Victorious uh, people the age of... I would I say I think that the Victorious people were a little older. Okay, they were older. They were in high school, I think. Mm-hmm. And so this would probably be... You never watched Hannah Montana, did you? Sometimes, yeah, I did. Okay, so would you say that her voice is on par with, like, Miley Cyrus? Not to be mean, but no, no not really. Okay, so they haven't discovered the next Miley Cyrus. Not yet. Well, were there any, like, dead giveaways that the 1990s storyline was in the 1990s? I mean, an arcade. That's the closest they came. Arcade seems more 1980s to me, even. Well, maybe it was dying was out in the Were their clothes different, or did they, like, the lack of yeah. cell phones and technology? Well, there wasn't really that many cell phones in the current one, but I guess the clothes, you could say, were different. One thing that I want to bring up is the fact that Leo and Max, I don't know how old they were, but they couldn't have been more than teenagers, and they would actually be working at the arcade. So it seems like child labor laws would kind of come into effect after a certain while. Apparently, there's actually an episode where Sydney dreams that she is hanging out with Max and Leo, and obviously they're going to use the same actors that they do in the normal sequence. Right. But you have to wonder, in your dreams, how often do you visualize your parents and your parents' best friends at that Never. age and are able to do it to a detail where it's like they look exactly as they so actually as she, did? Yeah. Yeah. So it's pretty funny that she was able to do that. And it ends, I think, with her... Um, like getting over some sort of fear of going back to school so <laughs> she does learn her lesson at the end of it but uh, yeah, it, it did make for an, a unique episode well I, I would say I was going to ask if that was the season finale because that's almost like a crossover episode in effect so yeah I don't think it was the season finale I think it was just a random episode mm-hmm. that's basically our rundown I think um, if the show continues on for another eight seasons or something we, we might we <laughs> might come seasons. back to it yeah that would be pretty amazing yeah would it like eight seasons well what's the longest running disney show i probably should have looked that up i don't know i think that hannah montana ran something like five that'd be my and that's supposed to be like five seasons in a movie yeah usually when series get too long on disney uh they turn into spin-off series so i mean all right well i think that's a good way to end it on today's episode join us next time where we don't know what we're reviewing yet but we'll be sure to do it soon all right bye bye